Hello, everyone, and welcome to the WW3 podcast. My name is Will, and for this podcast, a new episode will come out each weekend, and we'll have a different subject. Those subjects will range from my personal life, sports, Disney, Marvel, and other topics that I feel y'all, the audience, may enjoy. So, today's episode is going to be about WandaVision. I want to do this episode now before this series ends to just kind of rattle off a couple of things We're, uh, in terms of theories and thoughts about the show. I have three different sections for, for you here today. The first section will be official descriptions of the show and the episode. It's going to be pretty plain and simple, just reading off from Disney Plus, right? The second section is going to be mentioning cool details and looking in it's more of an in-depth look into each specific episode um, and some of my thoughts as well. And then the final section we're going to have are my theories and then me kind of talking about popular theories, why I think they're right, why I think they're wrong. So let's go ahead and start things off by reading the descriptions for each episode and the series itself. Okay, so let's get right on into the series and what that is about. So, WandaVision. Marvel Studios presents WandaVision, a blend of classic television and the Marvel Cinematic Universe in which Wanda Maximoff, played by Elizabeth Olsen, and Vision, played by Paul Bettany, two super-powered beings living idealized suburban lives, begin to suspect that everything is not as it seems. The new series is directed by Matt Shockman, Jack Schaefer, is the head writer. Alright, now let's get into each episode. By the way, spoiler warning, if you haven't watched this, if you want to watch it, go ahead, dip out, If and if you're not going to watch it, stay with me, and we'll get through this. Alright, episode one, entitled, Filmed Before a Live Studio Audience. Wanda and Vision struggle to conceal their powers during dinner with Vision's boss and his wife. Episode two is entitled, Don't Touch That Dial. In an effort to fit in, Wanda and Vision perform a magic act in their community talent show. Episode 3 entitled, Now in Color. Wanda's pregnancy fritzes her powers as she and Vision prepare for an accelerated delivery. Episode 4 entitled, We Interrupt This Program. Monica Rambeau, tasked with a special assignment regarding sentient weapons, goes missing. Episode 5 entitled, On a Very Special Episode. Wanda addresses Vision's worries when he grows suspicious of the neighbor's strange behavior. And then episode 6, All New Halloween Spooktacular. Disturbances on Halloween separate Wanda from Vision, who looks into suspicious activity in Westview. I'll go ahead and state this right now. The word that was there, I just cannot pronounce for my life, so I just turned to suspicious. Alright. So those are the descriptions. That's just kind of broad, general, uh, broad uh, way of describing these episodes. But now I'm going to go episode by episode, giving some cool details and my thoughts on the show. All right. So let's get started by going into some details about the just series in general before we go really detail oriented into each episode. So, uh, first things first, we should probably note that 
the last time we saw both Wanda and Vision. Well, last time we saw them together would have been in Infinity War, in which originally she killed Vision to prevent Thanos from getting the Mind Stone. And then Thanos comes back, reverts time with the Time Stone, kills Vision himself to get the Mind Stone, to ultimately snap people out of existence. That, that's the last time we saw Vision, but the last time we saw Wanda by herself would have been Endgame, when she was in that really badass scene of her saying, you took everything from me, and then also the, all, the, all the female heroes together. So those are the last time we saw them, but now we have them here in this pocket reality, which is implied that Wanda has created for the both of them to live their life together. Now, each time we see Wanda and Vision inside this pocket reality, it seems very interesting because it seems like they're very sitcom heavy, right? Very sitcom heavily influenced. And if you've thought that, then you'd be right. Because each episode that we've seen that we've seen these two inside the pocket reality, there has been some sort of influence from decades past. So episode one, really influenced by Dick the Dick Van Dyke show, and we'll get into some details about that. Uh, episode two uh, if you've seen it, you'll know. Very heavily influenced by Bewitched. Uh, episode 3, you will notice a little bit of similarity to the Brady Bunch. Episode 4, there is no sitcom influence because we see it from a different perspective in which we'll talk about here fairly soon. Episode 5, we'll notice that it's kind of influenced by the family ties and shows of the, of the, around that time. And then this most recent episode of Episode 6, heavily influenced by Malcolm in the Middle, which is pretty impressive. Um, we got three more episodes to go, potentially a fourth. I, there is a rumor going around that, that there could be a surprise 10th episode coming up. Uh, we shall wait and see to see what happens there. But let's get into some details about each episode in particular. So episode one, if you go ahead and listen to the intro music. You can listen to the lyrics, but listen to the music as well. Uh, you'll, If you listen to that, go and listen to the Dick Van Dyke Show uh, opening credits theme. You'll realize that they're kind of the same. They're not quite the same, of course, in the lyrics, but the music is pretty much about the same. The set looks kind of similar as well, so you can see all that kind of going on in the background. Now, the first little bit of dialogue that we hear from Vision and Wanda is something along the lines of this of when Wanda f- hits Vision with the plate she goes my husband and his indestructible head and Vision responds with my wife and her flying saucers now I don't know really about the flying saucers but the my husband and his indestructible head is interesting because if you remember in Infinity War the way that he died by Thanos and Wanda was really blowing up the Mind Stone that is planted on his head. So his head really is not indestructible. So, a little interesting detail there. Um, along with that, uh, we get some introductions to characters in this episode. We're introduced to Agnes, who is played by Catherine Hahn. Some of you may know her from other things, but I put Bad Moms. Out of her known for stuff on IMDb, I saw Bad Moms. So I was like, sure, why not? Um, along with that, we are um, in, introduced to people like Norm, who is a co-worker of Vision, who I don't know who plays him. 
Mrs. Hart, played by Deborah Jo Rupp, who is from that 70s show. And Mr. Hart, who I don't know, is played by, but not a lot of interesting details here. They don't want, actually, an interesting detail that I forgot to put down is that Wanda and Vision kind of forget their story. So you kind of, in this sense, you get the thing that something might be wrong in this reality. They forget their story. Uh, Mrs. Hart kind of has like a glitching moment where she just keeps repeating, stop it, stop it, stop it, stop it. So that's kind of where uh, you get the indication that something might be wrong, right? Well, if you've also noticed, there are kind of commercials throughout here, right? And this is the final detail from episode one. And this commercial was about a Stark industry uh, toaster. So this Stark industry toaster is very interesting because we know of Tony Stark, who was Iron Man. But if you think about Wanda and you think about Age of Ultron, right? She, she and Pietro say to Ultron that her, her parents were killed by Stark Industries bomb. There was a second one that was near them that just never detonated. So this is a nod to her past of dealing with Stark Industry tech. That's the first, another indication of this might be all of Wanda's doing. And these, these are nods to her life. So, really interesting detail there. If you kind of hear, hear the power-up, it sounds like his repulsor blasters, the things that are in his hands that he shoots, kind of sounds like that as well. And we get our first indication of color from that as well, with the red blinking light on the front of that. So, now let's go to episode two where we jump into the bewitched influence. And if you've seen this episode, it's very interesting to see that the intro sequences are pretty much the exact same. I mean, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. If you want, I'm sure there's a YouTube side-by-side of each thing. So check that out. See how very, very similar that is. And something that I want to point out, too, is in, in the... In that sequence, there's actually a nod to a Marvel villain in there. Uh, in the sequence of the intro where Vision kind of faces through the floor, you'll see like this helmet that look that has like two bars on each side. That is actually a nod to uh, the Grim Reaper, a Marvel villain, not the Grim Reaper that you think of. And supposedly in the comics, Grim the Grim Reaper is a brother is the brother of a hero called Wonder Man who has vi- a lot of similarities to Vision. So uh, keep an eye out on that should that should something come up with Grim Reaper if he is the villain. Um, but then we just kind of start to see some color in this episode. You notice that a helicopter has some color in there. You'll see at the end that color pretty much takes over this episode. And along with that, you'll see that Dottie, when she breaks her glass... Um, her blood is in color of red. So that is something that kind of indicates, okay, we might be shifting here fairly soon and things are kind of maybe going back into the normal life, normal kind of things of color here because both episode one and episode two are in black and white. Now in episode two, we're also introduced to a couple of uh, new characters. The mailman who kind of appears in and out of things, uh, 
Herb, who is one of the neighbors to Wanda and Vision. Dottie, who was kind of this arrogant, rich lady that lives in the neighborhood, who's played by Emma Caulfield, who was in Buffy the Vampire Slayer and played Anya. Uh, Geraldine is introduced in this episode as well, played by Tiana Paris. And Beverly is introduced as well. Now the ones now the ones where I'm not putting actors' names by, but maybe besides Deborah Joe Rupp, uh, the ones where I'm putting the actors' names um, in, they could be very significant characters, or we know to be significant characters here, right? Uh, let's see. So along with that, you uh, we see that this helicopter who that's in color, the beekeeper that shows up at the end of the episode, and the radio talking to Wanda, it starts to indicate something is not right. Now what could that be? Well, if you notice with the helicopter, helicopter, there's a uh, logo on the helicopter that is pretty much, which will be revealed in episode four, which we'll get to here. Uh, fairly soon, um, it is a Natu sword, right, which, I'll, I'll, again, I'll mention in episode four, but we see that's the case, the beekeeper is, again, to be revealed in episode four, a sword agent, and then uh, the radio person will, I'll talk about a little bit later, but you can hear this person explicitly say, Wanda, who's doing this to you? Wanda, can you read me? Right, so that's starting to indicate maybe something's going on here, and Wanda's not doing everything. There are thoughts that somebody is doing this to her. Now, along with that, you have a commercial about a Strucker watch. Now, if you remember that first commercial had not to her past, this also has a nod to Wanda's past, of as her, her and her brother Pietro were really experimented on by Hydra where Strucker, who was actually a member of Hydra, uh, kind of ran those things himself. So, a nod to Hydra and this guy who did these really, really b bad experiments to her and her brother. Episode 3. Um, through videos I've watched, I've, I've already shouted out new rock stars where I got a lot of this information from. Um, they say that the set looks a lot like the Brady Bunch. So, uh, you'll see that a little bit as well. And, by the way, episode two, you see that Wanda develop, uh, becomes pregnant. Uh, in episode three, another really cool detail is that Wanda's pregnancy, actually, it's not a cool detail, but it is. But it's, uh, you'll notice it, that Wanda, Wanda's pregnancy goes by really, really quick. I think that sets a part of this that, it, that it's also not a true reality. I don't think even if this was a true reality, that would not happen to Wanda. Um, we have the intro to the Doctor, who it's probably just going to be a one-off uh, character. Twins are born um, in this episode, which is very accurate to the comics. Again, this is info that I've gotten from YouTube videos that... Uh, Wanda does have twins in the comics with the same names of Billy and Tommy, who end up being Wicked and Speed. And then, let's see, there's a commercial about Hydra Soap. Now, this is, um, I think, a nod just to Hydra, who did all the experiments on Wanda and Pietro um, in Sokovia, their, home uh, their home country. 
Uh, but some people think that this could be a nod to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when Agent Coulson mentioned something about this, but I think it's just a nod to Wanda's past. Uh, now, there's also an indication that Geraldine was not a part of this town at first because she mentions while Wanda's singing this Sokovian uh, like lullaby that she's like, Pietro, he was killed by Ultron, wasn't he? And then Wanda kind of turns and says, pretty much, you don't belong here. Bye-bye, and we don't see what happens at the end of that episode. Um, also, interesting interesting detail here that pro- that scared a lot of people, which we saw the way that Vision was in Infinity War. We see him with the Mind Stone plucked out of his head had gray eyeballs to straight up white, so it shows us that Vision is legitimately dead. And then this is the first indication that we see of some sort of camp outside Westview. So we see someone's overlooking what's going on here. Now, episode four, we finally get the reveal that we've wanted that Geraldine is Monica Rambeau. If that name sounds familiar to you, Marvel fans, because Monica Rambeau was the little kid in Captain Marvel. Really cool detail here um, is that the uh, is that when she's by the way, this is it's also revealed that she was a victim of Thanos' snap, the blip, as they refer to it, and in here that as she's getting brought back from the Hulk's snap in Endgame, you can kind of hear this dialogue from the movie of Captain Marvel of Captain Marvel, Brie Larson, calling them calling her Captain Trouble. It's re- it's a really really cool detail. You might have to turn the volume all the way up to notice that detail. Now, this is uh, this also reveals that her mom Maria Rambeau, who is the friend that Carol or Captain Marvel had in the in her in the movie, has passed from cancer again. I said spoiler warnings multiple times, and it, like I said, if you don't hear anything else from here on out, please, uh, please go ahead and dip. Um, and then it is revealed that SWORD, the Sentient Weapon Observation and Response Development, is to be the organization outside of Westview. Now, SWORD stands for something different in the comics, but this is really what, what we're pertaining to is the MCU here. Um, and Monica is sent on a missing persons case where she meets up with Agent Jimmy Wu, who we last saw in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Um, really cool detail about this, if you remember Ant-Man and the Wasp at all, is that when he's meeting with Scott Lang, you see that Scott does like a really kind of sleight of hand card trick, and he asks, how'd you do it, Scott? How'd you do the trick? And if you notice when he is first introduced into the show, Agent Jimmy Woo does the exact same card trick. Now, like I said, he's played by Randall Park. If you don't, if you recognize that name, he's from Off the Boat. Also, played really, really funny here uh, when we get into a couple theories. Played uh, Asian Jim in The Office. If that's how you recognize him, that's that's kind of funny. Um, then we also get into an intro to Darcy Lewis, who is played by Kat Dennings of Two Broke Girls. Um, we last saw her in other MCU films of Thor and Thor the Dark World, which um, Thor the Dark World wasn't that great, but that's for another day. But then we, uh, 
But then we again we see Vision from Infinity War, but it's also revealed that Monica has been blasted out of this pocket reality. So episode four, really kind of crazy. And we, like I said, we don't get really these sitcom influences because we're seeing everything from outside. And it's also revealed that Darcy is the person in episode one as the camera pans away from, from Wanda's show and credits that she is the one that's taking the notes. So it's interesting to kind of see that. Episode five comes around and now we're starting to see points of view from the outside and the inside. So episode five, the babies age from infants to five years pretty quickly, which is kind of a jarring sight if I do say so myself. Vision starts to notice something is going very, very wrong here and that this could be all of Wanda's doing. Kids age again after finding finding a dog. He, you know, Wanda and Vision agree that, oh, you probably shouldn't take care of a dog until you're 10. They age yet again to 10. And then the dog also, unfortunately, passes in the episode, which they kind of catch Agnes in a very interesting situation with the dog wrapped up, and she kind of shoots up when they come up. She might have been trying to bury that dog, which is interesting. Uh, which is a theory that I won't go into, but um, it is uh, now the commercial in that episode was about Lagos paper towels. Lagos, I believe, is not to I believe the start of Civil War where she throws the villain crossbones into the building and it blows everything up, um, and that's the reason for the Sokovian Accords, right? Uh, revealed also that Monica might have been affected by going into and leaving the the pocket reality. We see that there's they have scans of scans of her. There's nothing there. It's also revealed in episode six that there there are certain cells in her blood that aren't activating or aren't working. So there could be an indication that she may be getting powers here fairly soon. Um, it is also revealed reveals that Wanda took Vision's corpse from Sword Headquarters. Uh, which some people may be like, ooh, hoo, hoo, that's starting to get a little weird here. Um, Wanda Sokovian accent returns. If you've noticed ever since Age of Ultron, the accent has kind of disappeared. Elizabeth Olsen has gone into her tr- traditional American accent. She comes out of the pocket reality to throw the drone back at uh, the captain from uh, from Sword, and her Sokovian accent just comes back pretty quickly, which is kind of interesting. And then the big thing is revealed that Evan Peters Quicksilver is introduced into the show. This is a huge reveal because Evan Peters played Quicksilver in the Fox X-Men um, with uh, McAvoy and Jennifer Lawrence and Sophie Turner. So if you remember those movies, you recognize this guy pretty quickly. And the interesting thing about this is that this kind of shows that this could potentially lead to a multiverse uh, situation, which is fairly interesting, and we, and it's just huge because it is somebody coming from a different universe, and he is playing her brother Quicksilver. Also, in this episode, you're kind of noting red lighting throughout all this. It's kind of like a red lighting that might outline some characters and all that. That is actually that was actually done on purpose by the. Uh, production people, and then Monica also mentions an aerospace engineer, which is uh, 
interesting to note because they kind of focus on her hands texting this person to indicate that this person could be fairly important, that we could be introduced to this person here pretty soon. So let's go into episode six. Episode six, which is the most recent episode, Vision really, really, really just wants to figure out what is going on here in this pocket reality. And um, he goes on a little journey by himself during Halloween. Wanda and Pietro try to get some memories back, try to kind of question each other, see what's going on there. Because um, funny thing is, Pietro Quicksilver was actually played by Aaron Taylor Johnson in Age of Ultron. So it's a recasting thing. They could be poking fun at... uh, Really, does sitcoms recasting people quite like? From what I'm hearing, a lot of comparisons to casting recasting Aunt Viv and Fresh Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Uh, The kids are revealed to have powers like Speed and Wiccan in the comics, who are uh, Wanda's kids, which have a pretty dark backstory, which we won't get into. Vision awakens Agnes like he did Norman a previous episode. Who and Agnes then states that Vision is actually dead, which we've known, uh, which is interesting. Pretty evil laugh as well. Uh, Wanda e- expands the borders after Vision tries to escape and sucks in Darcy. Darcy was uh, handcuffed to a car, so we'll see Darcy hopefully in episode 7 as a part of Westview and with her memory intact. And then Monica and Jimmy had to meet with this aerospace engineer that we could see here coming up fairly soon. So, uh, some nice little things going into episode 7, and we it really, really has me intrigued on what could be happening here. Alright, now, we're at to the point that I want to spit off some theories and talk about some very popular theories that are floating around the internet, how I like them, and how maybe they could be a little bit different. Alrighty. So here we are with my theories. My first theory is that I think the series is going to end uh, with with swords cameras cause I th- or, or swords radars that they have throughout the world and it's going to pick up some activity that we're not expecting to see. Portals are going to be opening up quite like Doctor Strange portals, but it's not going to be Doctor Strange. And we're going to see some familiar faces walk out of them, signifying that the multiverse is coming. Because this is supposedly going to be intertwined to, at least we know for sure, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness and potentially the new Spider-Man movie. So with that being said, I expect some people from other movies besides the X-Men uh, Fox series to kind of be incorporated here. So we might see Jamie Fox. I'm thinking we'll see Jamie Foxx's Electro walk into New York and be like, oh yeah, it's time for me to kind of take over here. I think we could see a little blip in Canada and get a little sneak peek of the MCU's version of the Wolverine. I think we could see a little bit of a cameo that could be Johnny Storm, the uh, Human Torch, could be played by Chris Evans because he's played the Human Torch before. And again, this is my theory, but it's got to set the multiverse in some way. I think this would be a really cool way to kind of inter- uh, introduce some X-Men and some some other characters that we haven't seen before. 
and some that we have, I think it'd be this would be a really cool way of doing it. Because you could be like, oh, that's Tobey Maguire, that's this, that's this. I think that would be kind of a really, really cool thing too. Uh, a really cool way to kind of end this series. My second theory here is that uh, that the big bad will be revealed to be none other than uh, Pietro and Wanda's father in the comics of Magneto. A lot of people are thinking it's going to be Mephisto or Nightmare or could be the Grim Reaper. I I, I just have this feeling that they're going to kind of go away from that. They have these they have these hints that it's going to be one of those. But why not go with a wild card and have their father be be the big bad and kind of go away from source material and make him because Magneto is a villain, but there's, he could easily torture um, his kids if he wanted to. And this could be the way to kind of introduce someone like this. Um, now, uh, uh, actually, you know what? I'll talk about that after all these. Uh, my thir- and this is my third and final uh, theory, until we get into some very, very popular theories, that um, we're going to see the other version of Quicksilver who was played by Aaron Tyler Johnson in Age of Ultron. I think we're going to see two Quicksilvers here. I think that would be a cool, real indication that we are into the multiverse. So we'll see multiple people walk out at the end. We'll see that Magneto's the big bad. And we'll see that two Quicksilvers will exist in this universe. And that will confuse the heck out of Wanda being like, what is going on here? Those are my personal theories about this show. I really do think they could start heading that way. Alright, so... Before we get into some of these popular theories, I do want to point this out. Is that there has been a, a news article about that out and about that have, that has said that uh, Elizabeth Olsen and the head writer have stated that they are going to have a Luke Skywalker-esque cameo in this series. So if you haven't watched Mandalorian, spoiler warning here is that Luke Skywalker... Uh, shows up a de-aged Luke Skywalker, so like the the original movie Luke Skywalker's Luke Skywalker comes in, saves Grogu, and everything takes Grogu, and we kind of go on, and it's a huge cameo in the Mandalorian. I thought it was going to be maybe like a Ewan McGregor character. It ends up being Luke. This is huge, but. It is revealed that WandaVision might have something like that. And that's where a lot of these theories kind of come in. Uh, and so we'll kind of get into the the last, that and a couple of these as well. Um, th- just throwing that out there. So one very popular theory is that Mephisto, um, who is actually Marvel's version of the devil, is going to, going to be the big bad in Ag and Agnes is going to be revealed to be Agatha Harkness, who is a witch that helps Wanda in the comics, uh, kind of trying to res- resurrect Vision and go through this whole thing, and that Ag- and that Agnes is end up working with Mephisto. It's an interesting theory. It goes co- it comes straight from the material. Um, we've seen that the MCU can s- easily kind of stray away from the source material. Um, you know, there there's some characters that would have been huge in the comics that I've seen that from videos that would have been huge. Uh, there were huge characters in the comics that were kind of omitted from the Infinity Saga and in uh, in the first three phases uh, of these MCU 
uh, material. So, but I mean, it, it's interesting to kind of see that, and you can deviate away, uh, and we're, you're seeing that they can easily do that. But another thing could be that a lot of people are saying that Disney is not going to do this because they need to really kind of make this marketable to when they do eventually release Disney Plus over in China. Um, I don't think that's really going to affect this at all. It could, but I, I don't think they will. Because from what I've heard, it might take a couple years for that to get over there. So they could easily kind of get away with this. Um, but I'm I'm not too sure. Like, I it would be interesting to kind of see that. But I just don't see that being the case. I think they're... To really get people wrapped into it and wanting to watch other other Disney Plus series and eventually watch the movies, I think they're going to have to get someone huge, like a big name villain or hero to uh, show up. And that's why I think it could be Magneto. Um, the other, another popular theory is that Doctor Strange will show up and will be the Luke, Sky, Luke Sky, Skywalker-esque cameo. I think this would be interesting. It obviously, like I said, it's gonna. This will eventually tie into the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness movie, which um, will be Doctor Strange's second movie and will be out in this phase. I'm down with it. I just don't know if that's gonna be a huge cameo because we already know who who Doctor Strange is, and it's kind of set up to maybe go that way. I think it would be fairly interesting to see that. I wouldn't mind it, but I think if you're going to go Luke Skywalker cameo, you're going to have some huge, huge name to be to be that um, cameo. So it's Sir Ian McKellen, who's played Magneto before, maybe it's per, um, Sir Patrick Stewart as Professor X. I think that's going to be. I think some people are throwing that out. That's going to be shot down pretty quickly. It seems like he's going to help promote Paramount Plus. Um, so he's probably on the outs here. So uh, maybe it's um, Michael Fassbender who played uh, Magneto, and again the Jennifer Lawrence, Evan Peters, you know James McAvoy, X Men. We could see maybe somebody from there, which would be interesting. Now the cameo could also be the aerospace engineer that we're that they're eerily not eerily but weirdly kind of focusing on here in these last two episodes with Monica. Some people were thinking this could be Re, uh, Riri Williams who's slated to be in another uh, Disney Plus series that might not come out for maybe a year or so. Uh, I believe it's Ironheart that she's coming out on. Um, but some people think that this could very well be Reed Richards of the Fantastic Four, which they are working on a Fantastic Four movie in Marvel. Um, listen, a lot of the stuff that you might be saying, why are you spoiling this? This is not what I want to hear. Well, this is common knowledge. This is public knowledge. Um, they had a mar- uh, on Disney's Investors Day, Kevin Feige announced all this stuff that, that this is public and everything. So, uh, no real spoiler warnings here that of who or what and everything, but a lot of people are speculating for the Fantastic Four because uh, I said Reed Richards that John Krasinski could be playing him. Imagine that. John Krasinski showing up in the show playing Reed Richards would break the absolute heck out of the internet. It would be absolutely crazy. I, I would go nuts. I went nuts when Evan Peters showed up and I haven't even watched those X-Men movies yet. Uh, so... I think that could very well be the big cameo that a lot of people might not be expecting. We could get two big cameos, by the way. And then the final very popular theory that I am not behind is that Quicksilver 
Evan Peters is Mephisto. Um, some people think there's a little, a little bit off about him. He has his own little agenda. He said demon spawn to the kids of uh, in this past episode could that could line up to him being Mephisto. I, I'm not a huge fan of that idea. I think uh, obviously that would scar Wanda very, very much. I think this is going to be something to where Wanda's going to have to come to terms that both when uh, Vision and Quicksilver are are dead and she has to move on. And if she doesn't, she's going to become real dangerous. I think that's going to be a huge part of the show. And I don't I don't think that that's going to... If Mephisto is the, is the big bad, I don't think he's going to be Quicksilver. I think he could be somebody else. Um, a lot of people are speculating he could be Ralph, which is Agnes's husband that she's been mentioning that hasn't shown up yet, could very well be the case. But um, I, if there's going to be anything with Quicksilver, is that Wanda's going to have to move on and come to terms that she can't have a life, that her life, she's just going to have to be without him, and she's going to have to be without Vision. She's going to come to terms with that and could very well be how this series ends and is introduced to the big cameo at the end of somebody within her family that she hasn't met yet, being Magneto. Um, but those are a lot of the theories that are out there. My theories, those theories. Uh, tell me your thoughts on the show. I really like the show. It's something that um, really sparked my interest. And if you know me, I really, really love MCU stuff. I, I'm a nerd about a lot of this stuff, and I only know a lot of this stuff through YouTube, new rock stars. Seriously, go check it out. It's really cool. It may seem very nerdy, but it's very, very cool at the same time. Um, so, go check that out. And uh, please, watch WandaVision. It is such a good show in my in, in my mind. This is just my opinion. If some of you don't like it. You know, that's your opinion. But, with that being said, next week we will get the next version of the Designing in Adult Disney Park. We're going to go into Adventure Club. Comment anywhere send me a dm of what you think should be in that section of the park um amongst other things we're after that we're going to get an nfl season review i'll go through my predictions of that how close i got to some and then we'll kind of look into a little bit of the offseason the draft we won't give a mock draft quite yet we will also look a little bit into free agency and who might be on the move I have some predictions that a lot of you might not think of. But with that being said, I hope you all have a great weekend. And also, I hope you have a great Valentine's Day. So, have a great weekend.